Hi, everybody. My name is Emily, host of the Fuel Your Freedom podcast. In the health and fitness space, there can be so many rules, recommendations, and oftentimes restrictions. On this show, we talk all things freedom. Whether you've been training for years or are looking to take the first steps in your health and fitness journey, this show will fuel your body, mind, and soul to break free from what you've heard in the past and find your version of health and fitness, the one that works for you. Now let's fuel our freedom. What do fad diets, destructive thoughts, and obsessive thoughts all have in common? They can all come together to take over our lives in this pre-summer season. And this is what we were talking about today. We were talking about the end or the fall of the bikini body, right? Because, well, I use the term bikini body because that's quite popular, but now is that time of year where we're starting to think about summer, right? The backyard parties, barbecues, days at the beach, and safety permitting, the family and friend get-togethers we missed out on in 2020. This can lead to a desire to change our body, lose weight, and get that quote-unquote bikini body for the summer. Without fail, there will be companies and individuals marketing to you in this exact situation. Because that's what companies do. We've talked about it before. They market to sell their products. It's not a bad thing, but it is a thing that exists. The tough part is that, like I've talked about, again, in that previous episode, I don't remember which one I mentioned it on, but the companies are good, right? Like companies market. They have people for marketing. This isn't a bad thing right? But they know just what to say and how to say it to hit on your emotions and insecurities. And this is, again, this is a good thing because if it's a product that you need or that will help your life, they will deliver that product to you, right? That's what marketing does. Let's take Apple, for example, right? They market to a clean, sophisticated, high-end consumer, right? They don't ever market like, here's an iPhone, They market the idea of having an iPhone or having a Mac being the top tier. And again, I I use those products because I have fully bought into the system, right? Um, But their ads, if you watch an Apple ad, it's never about like the design and the technology and all those different updates that you'll get. It's about the feeling of the iPhone, the freedom of the iPhone. Lately, their security and their safety of an iPhone and protecting your data, right? Those are the emotions behind owning an iPhone. All companies do this. So during this pre-summer time, almost summer type time of year, this is where often our bodies, like we want them to fit into those summer clothes, right? Now, again, I use the term bikini body, But this doesn't always mean a bikini. I know not everyone is going to be wearing one or even want to wear one. But I think you know what I mean, right? Women have gone through many phases. Throughout history, this image of an ideal woman has taken numerous shapes. And I highly encourage you to check out the blog post that is posted along with this episode. I found a cool little gif that kind of goes through some of these bodies of women, right? But from stick thin to more curvy bodies, there truly has been a time for everyone. But that time isn't here 
all at the same time and also isn't all right now in this present moment, right? This causes a disconnect. In the media, the news, social media, and other sources, we as women are told we should and almost that we must sometimes live up to this idea of the quote-unquote female or feminine ideal, especially when it comes to our bodies. In today's day and age, this is further complicated, right? Perhaps you've heard the quote, the woman in the picture doesn't even look like the woman in the picture. Thank you, technology, right? Like, I don't know if this is something we need to thank technology for. Technology's awesome, but when we look at the advanced Photoshop capabilities with a computer or even just like a swipe of a finger across a smartphone screen, it can truly become a recipe for disaster. We look at images on social media of people we know in real life, but those images almost look too perfect, right? Um, In a study done in the UK with 11 to 16 year olds, almost 40% said they've experienced worry due to how they look in images and social media, right? Another review found dissatisfaction in their body in kids under the age of six. Now, the second study did very wildly due to how they tested and how young the kids were, but I know that I have seen many other studies as a result, right? I'll try and find some of the other ones and link them in the article, in the blog post so you can check them out there. But this is crazy. Like, it's freaking insane. I can't even imagine this, right? Well, I can't imagine this because I was once between the ages of 11 and 16 and worried about my body. But the fact that kids this young are that consumed, I can't even believe, like, if I had social media at that age when I was growing up, how that would have further shaped my image of my body during that time. Now, chances are none of you listening to this podcast fit these demographics, right? You're likely over over the age of 11 to 16, but you probably have kids, grandkids, friends, kids, or other young people. And if not, like I said, we were all once all kids because this doesn't stop in childhood. These beliefs and others that we have during our formative years shape many of the thoughts, behaviors, habits, and other actions that we take in our lives as adults. On top of that, we become aware of the industry and the world, for that matter, who wants to convince you that you are not enough, that you are not capable, that you should eat less, be less, consume less, take up less space. This is bullshit, right? There's no other word for it because it could not be further from the truth. Another fun fact for you. Did you know that the first diets in the United States, right? They, they existed in, in Europe and other places. There's some uh, different anecdotes of things back, but in the United States, many of the first diets were and diet products were introduced during the time when women were trying to fight for equal rights. I don't think that that's a coincidence, right? It's, it's hard for me to believe and look at all the evidence and the anecdotes and the stories and the informational news panels and all the things from that time that that's a coincidence because kind of hard to fight for social justice if you're hungry all the time. But you're capable of so much more. You're capable of doing so much more, of being so much more. You don't have to exist on this earth in a constant cycle of a weight loss goal, thinking about every bite of food, every calorie you consume, and spending every Monday seemingly starting over. Life is too short. Unfortunately, it's not a flip of the switch that will turn this off. 
As with many things in health and fitness, it's more like a dial where we'll gradually turn it down. Little by little, as a result of our thoughts, behaviors, and eventually habits, we can take a stand and fight back against these pressures and standards that the media tries to hold us to, right? It takes time, intentional thought, and action to do this. Sounds familiar? Heck of a lot like a lot of other fitness goals, right? And well, that's because it is. It does take time, and the first step is recognizing the presence of these ideals in our everyday lives, seeing them on social media, in person, making a mental note of comments and conversations. So what can we look for and do to start to turn down down that dial? That's exactly what we can do. We start to notice the language that puts one body type above another or below another. Comments about burning off food or earning that dessert at the end of the day due to our workouts. Noticing how perfect social media images and images on TV may appear as we scroll or watch. Once we notice, start to question. Ask what they mean, if they're real. What is the deeper meaning behind them? And any number of other questions that we may have about them. Quick tangent here. I was having this conversation with a member and she had asked my opinion on a celebrity or author, if you want to say, who has spoken about health and fitness. And while he seems to know a lot and he collects a lot of information, he doesn't have really any formal education or certification in health, fitness, coaching, etc. We talked and during our conversation, we got onto the topic of questioning. I think this is an important and often overlooked skill and habit to have, but it's so important to question everything, right, in health and fitness and beyond. But let's just take health and fitness, since that's kind of what we focus on here in this podcast, and even nutrition, I would group that in with that. There are many things that seem too good to be true, right? And often if they are, and they appear to be too good to be true, they kind of might be too good to be true, even sometimes to our dismay, At Unity, one of our core values is to start with why. And it's also a widely popular book that I would recommend by Simon Sinek. Just like the importance of the quote-unquote why in our fitness journey, knowing the why and sometimes the how behind fads, trends, quick fixes, even things like exercises and proven dietary protocols can show us whether they be helpful to us or not, right? I even encourage people, like, if you have a question about anything that I say, ask me why, ask me how, like, get to know those deeper reasons. I'm not above the questioning either. Just because I do have an education or certifications, I encourage you to ask why, to dive deeper and know the deeper reason behind these things. Question everything, right? Okay, so back to what I was talking about before. Once we notice these things, we have to call them out and start to reframe. How can we change the thought, action, or comment to be more beneficial or helpful? Perhaps this would be reframing and taking a negative thought and making it a positive one, right? Now, this isn't always natural to bring up to other people, especially as we first start. But we can start with ourselves. Start by reframing your thoughts around what you read, see, and talk about with friends, family, and coworkers. While others may bring topics up, you can do your best not to be the one to start the conversation. 
Sometimes this is the easiest way to do it, right? If you don't feel comfortable calling something out, simply just don't bring it up or simply don't encourage and participate furthering that conversation, right? Now, it's important to note that this, again, can be uncomfortable, like I said, but it's also a very intentional process, especially at first, bringing these topics up in conversation, even calling people in on what they're saying and what that can truly mean is really challenging. But as you learn more, educate yourself, and get better at recognizing and reframing these situations in your own life, you'll likely want to share this with others. This brings me to my final tip. So I've talked about recognizing and reframing. There's a lot of mindset work wrapped up here because obtaining a quote-unquote bikini body or pursuing a weight loss goal there's, it's not always about that weight loss. There's always a deeper reason, right? But we have to have practical advice and action steps. The single best thing I think that you can do to start to take up space, focus on what your body can do, and fight the messages portrayed by mainstream media, pick an action-oriented goal. No, no, not losing weight. Find a distance to cover, learn a new skill, train for a PR in your favorite lift, pick an outdoor adventure, the options are endless, right? And it's possible. You just have to have a plan to get there and take the first step off out of the door. Because when we are pursuing a performance goal, right? That's kind of where we would classify these as a performance goal. We start to focus our energy on that. We forget that our body has to fit a certain mold, look a certain way, And while weight loss and our bodies might change as a result, we're more focused on hitting the goal that we set for ourselves. Now, again, I do want to make this caveat before we get into our empowered action for the week. This doesn't mean that you can't pursue a weight loss goal, right? I'm not anti-weight loss goals, right? But it's about recognizing what your body can do and celebrating what your body can do Instead of spending so much time being consumed with what it looks like and forgetting about what it can do, right? I think that's where the disconnect comes in sometimes is often when we focus on our body and how it looks, we forget about those other cool things that it can do. And that's where we need to bridge that gap, right? So it's not when we pursue a weight loss goal, it shouldn't be only focusing on the fat loss, but picking a performance goal, perhaps it goes along with that. So if I was going to lose weight, I know that strength training is an important part of that. Perhaps I train to improve, you know, a, a set number of reps I can do at a certain weight or to add weight to a certain lift, right? Now, if we're in a calorie deficit, might not be the time to PR a lift, but we can certainly add weight to the bar uh, that we are lifting or grab a heavier set of dumbbells or something to that effect. So that brings us to our empowered action. Take time each day this week to find something you love about you, your abilities, and your talents. This isn't about where you've been in the past or where you could be in the future. It's about right now. Find one thing that you're proud of that day. A PR in the gym, a flip of that negative mindset into a positive one, a reframe of a situation. The possibilities are endless and I don't want you to think this has to be health and fitness related, right? Again, while 
This is a health and fitness focused podcast and a lot of our examples stem from there. In this situation, a lot of the things we do in the gym, that hard, tough things, prepare us for those hard things we're able to handle in life, right? When we know we can go in and crush a really hard workout, we also know at the same time that if someone asks, if one of our family members asks to go for a nice long walk, we, sh- we should be able to do that too, right? And knowing that you can do hard things is so vitally important in recognizing how cool and awesome and amazing our human body truly is. Taking the time to recognize these wins can bring perspective and awareness to this in our everyday life, not just from a theoretical standpoint uh, or brief thoughts as we're listening to this podcast. So thank you so much. That's all I have for you guys this week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fuel Your Freedom podcast. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Hopefully we started to get the ball rolling. By no means this is the last time you'll probably hear me talk about this concept in an episode because it is one thing that I'm so very passionate about is finding cool things that our bodies can do, especially as females, especially when the industry and the people at large tell us that we should pursue to be smaller, to be less. And I think that we should be more and take up more space and do more, right? So that's all I got. I will catch you guys next week again. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fuel Your Freedom. Remember, this show is all about action. Now it's time to take what you've learned and implement it into your health and fitness journey or even just your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want more, don't forget to follow me on all my social media platforms at Coach Emily Meyer and the podcast on Instagram at Fuel Your Freedom Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat with you next time.